really okay with you? Are you okay? Everything's gonna be okay. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm pretty f***ing far from okay. Are you okay with this? On the Hammer and Nigel Oh, yeah! You see the news hammer that this NBA referee is uh, retiring because of some social media scandal. Uh, his name's Eric Lewis. He's accused of maintaining a Twitter burner account under the fictitious name Blair Cutliffe, <laughs> which he used to defend himself and strike back at his critics and fans who question his calls. Uh, that's according to the NBA. Are you okay with this? No, 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 not okay with this at all. Because if you have such thin skin that you have to create a burner account to go after people, maybe being a referee is not the line of work that you want to get in. A referee in the NBA where they are constantly being challenged and trash-talked by the players and coaches. And it sounds like he doesn't have a problem with the players. He has a problem with random fans that he doesn't (laughs) know. Now, it's important to point out that while the NBA was looking into Lewis for this burner account fighting with fans, there's a lot of people that have talked about this guy before. They said he's one of the biggest homers of the Boston Celtics when he referees games. Uh, The Celtics are 54-29 and in games that this guy has been the official on. Okay. Now, that could be something. It could be nothing. The Celtics are good, so it's not... You know, out of the realm of possibility that they've won 54 games straight up, but people have pointed this out before. So maybe this little social media thing was just a way of getting him out there and investigating him further. I can't see him just retiring because of a burner account. Yeah, that's weird. I think there's more to this. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is um, something that I'm not okay with if I'm the league, but if I'm Eric Lewis, I can get out now? Sure. A Wyoming sorority sister vowing to fight to protect women's spaces after a judge tossed a suit about a trans member. Uh, Last Friday, the judge ruled that the school did not violate any policies. (laughs) Here we go again. By allowing the student, the male student, to join, dismissed the case upheld the transgender individual's membership in the sorority. You got a biological man in the sorority house with the chicks. Are you okay with this? No, I'm not okay with this because if you do a little research about the judge that uh, basically said it's okay for a man to be in a sorority house, uh, this looks like it's one of those very progressive uh, super left judges. Even in a state like Wyoming, you run into this kind of stuff. The judge was asked what is a woman during the trial and got all flabbergasted, did not want to answer it. And the sorority members, this is in the lawsuit. Okay, this isn't hearsay. This is something that was in the lawsuit. They claimed that the transgender member had been voyeuristically peeping on them while they were in intimate situations, and at least in one occasion was aroused. Oh, if you know what I'm saying. Whoa, very visible. So while they while he, while he was peeping them out. Right. Right. Yeah, you look at the picture of this guy. It's not even like he's trying to pretend. <laughs> it's, it's like a 260 pound 
sixty pound fat dude. Like there's a picture where all the sorority chicks are getting together with in the camera and they're all smiling. They've worked all this time. They can't wait to get to college of the sorority and they in the background is just this this weirdo right. man uh, who does not belong there in any way, shape, or form. And I understand too. You read the the, the uh, trans guys lawyer was doing a victory lap saying oh that those those were just rumors of drunk sorority members that's a, that's how he dismissed those you know the the, uh, the arousal and voyeuristically peeping on um them in intimate situations oh they're just drunk that's all it was so let me ask you this Naj. i have two boys i don't have a daughter let's say your daughter one day joins a sorority in college and you find out there's a dude living there. Are you all right with that? Well, no, I'm not all right with that. I would hope my daughter would say, I'm not all right with it either. I'm leaving. So I don't know why these girls don't leave. Sometimes I, I don't understand why. Uh, like, I mean, why should yeah, they all leave, though, when uh, right, this right. is the one yeah. outlier? Like, maybe they'd been in this sorority for a couple of years. You know, seniors, juniors, this is their bond, their sisterhood. And then here comes a dude getting yeah. a chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. You all right there, Chief? <laughs> didn't didn't see that one coming. Uh, Bill Maher's got a podcast. I listened to it a lot. He just had Vivek Ramaswamy on. And, and Bill Maher during the podcast, I think it's called um, Club Random, where he's at his house and he you know drinks and smokes weed and stuff during the conversation. <laughs> I don't think Vivek had anything to drink. I think he's straight straight edge or whatever you call it. But I, uh, Or maybe he did. I don't know. But Bill Maher uh, got into a tense exchange recently with... Hoosier John Mellencamp. Listen to this. Mellencamp <laughs> claimed only 1% or 2% of black people are living in America today have better lives than slaves. I wrote a song that I never recorded because I felt it was wrong, but it was called From the Cotton Fields to the Plague Fields. Yeah. So my point is, is that, yeah, so so what? We, well, we, I would say I, that... Us, us white people love to have... Black people entertain us. I would say that the playing fields are a lot better than the cotton fields. That's what I would say about that. Maybe I'm crazy, John, but it seems like making no money as a slave picking cotton was it was not as good as playing left field for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure there were uh, you know reasons why. Listen, I mean, listen, Dave no, Winfield no, has some no, beefs against no Steinbrenner. Da- I'm no sure. doubt there is one or two percent of black people in America who have a better life. Oh, stop. That's what you think? One or two percent? Okay, let's say ten percent. I'm just pulling a number out of my ass. It is. That's where it belongs. (laughs) 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 Yeah, where is he getting the information at? Well, one to two percent. Oh, ten percent only have better lives than they did back in the slave days. I'm okay with... Are you okay with this? Yes, I'm okay with this because Bill Maher pushed back. Now, again, Bill Maher is not Tucker Carlson. Bill Maher is not Sean Hannity. Let's not get it twisted. But Bill Maher's not going to let that kind of crap go. John Mellencamp saying only 1% or 2%, (laughs) 1% or 2% of black people in this country have it better than slaves. And him saying it was so weird to say, oh, we just want to see black people entertain us. Is that what you've reduced them down to, John? Is that what you think people think of African-Americans? They're just here to entertain us? He said it. Basically saying the only successful African-Americans in this country are entertainers. One or two percent. It's so idiotic. Like, I hate it when there's somebody whose art 
that you like. Like, I like the Mellencamp songs that I grew up with. I love, you know, Jack and Diane, sure. Small Town, R-O-C-K in the USA. Love all that kind of stuff. But he's just so brainwashed and ridiculous uh it takes away from it oh, as you get older so what we're going to do right now is try to put everybody back into a happy place okay. here is the hit song from john mellencamp jack and diane but all of the lyrics are sucking on a chili dog <laughs> Sucking on a chili dog, 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 sucking on a chili dog. Come on, sucking on a chili dog. That's great. Oh, it's so good.